Welcome to another episode of Tiffin Cast. I speak with photography industry leaders who make it a habit of inspiring others. They bridge craft and commerce to help you create a sustainable and creative business. Today's guest is my friend Akash Bali, a Long Island-based photographer and retoucher. Akash, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Listen, I really uh, fell off my chair when I saw your work. Uh, <laughs> it is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous work. Uh, it, it doesn't. It sort of defies uh, definition in some respects because I mean, you can't. It's not really portrait work. It's not. Some, it's something else. What would you say or how would you describe your work to people who probably have never seen something like it? Uh, first off, I really appreciate the kind words, but um, what I would call it really is just uh, cinematic narrative photography in a way. Um, I like to tell stories. I like to evoke certain emotions in my viewers. Um, in a way, they're... Some of my pieces border on the lines of the whimsical, some border on the lines of tableau. It, mm. It's a little bit of fine art, a little bit of portraiture, heavily, heavily influenced by film and Hollywood. Where do you, where did you get sort of inspired to get into this kind of work? Um, to be honest, I... Originally, when I first started shooting, um, I did a lot of weddings, I did a lot of portraiture, I did a lot of glamour work, boudoir, and then I came across um, just a few films, certain films, like for example, uh, The Grand Budapest Hotel, or even a little more current, The Shape of Water, and certain films like that had me really almost drawn in i was just lost in them and the way that they were filmed colored the way they were lit mm -hmm. and just a production overall and then um i stumbled on certain artists like gregory crudson nikki hamilton kate woodman hi kate if you're listening to this um and artists like that just uh they kind of set in stone for me that photography doesn't have to be a picture of something it could be a picture about something and you should be able to feel it and you should be able to try to question what's going on and you know that's kind of how i got inspired to shoot what i do and a lot of it is also just based off you know my life experiences and the things I go through just like all of us do and I try to translate that into still stories sometimes it's single images sometimes it's a series but you know uh, some of the stories are tragic some are sad some don't make any sense at all but as long as the emotion is there you know that's that's kind of the way I I operate I'd say awesome You've, uh, based on your bio, I can tell you've been in photography since you were in your teens uh, and you got into using Photoshop and taught yourself how to use Photoshop to a point where now you're a retoucher. Uh, what were your earlier influences? I think before we started recording, you started to tell me a little bit about your father and how influential he was in, the, in your life. 
talk to us a little bit about that um, that factor. I guess your your father being a factor in your growth as an artist. Well, uh, I lost my father just in August of 2019, but um, his whole life he's always been really really infatuated with drawing painting illustrating he was he was an artist for a living as well when he was younger around my age i'm 29 now um but he he i guess in a way kept as i was growing up he kept me surrounded by artwork surrounded by just creative expression overall and when i was younger um my father had an old minolta film camera and i don't remember the model and i took it from him one day and he was upset i never gave it back but <laughs> <laughs> you know the That's... the more the more i shot with it the more he said you know what this is something my son really loves um i'm gonna support this and you know he's he's always just kind of been there uh he kind of spoiled me a little bit when i was a kid he bought me my first dslr um he made sure i had a computer to work on and i taught myself photoshop and i taught myself just a little bit of 3d work that i'm trying to explore now but he was always there to to see the potential in me and then i guess when i was 17 or 18 i just realized you know what this is something i can do for a living and even then even then he was always there saying keep going keep going you gotta try harder push harder and he put a little bit of that pressure on me but it was all for good reason you know so yeah. interestingly interestingly though uh, you pursued uh, political science uh and then at some point you were also a pre-med student is that true this is true um out of high school i went pre-med initially i realized it wasn't for me and then i did political science in hopes to one day go to law school and I graduated from college with a bachelor's in political science. And I, the thing is, uh, the kind of person I am is I can only really focus on a couple of things at a time. Mm -hmm. And I just kept finding myself going back to artwork and creating. And I said, you know what? Maybe law school's not for me. I already have a ton of student debt. Do I really need more? And I just told myself I'm going to keep pushing my creative side and until it works. And, you know, that's what I've been doing. But I still do have a bit of a love for law and how the legal system works. But it's never going to replace... Um, photography and just creating for me gotcha all right and it, it, it's interesting you say uh you're gonna sort of keep working at it until you get it or 
to the point where you know you've arrived. Do you feel like you've arrived? No. Uh, honestly, I don't. But I honestly also don't think I'll ever feel like I have. Yeah. Um, I think part of this journey as artists is being hungry. In fact, being starving. And always wanting to consume more knowledge. Always wanting to push your limits. Always wanting to try harder and be better. And, you know... I can say that 2018, 19, 20, the past two and what a quarter years, I've gotten more recognition than I have in the past. And I'm really thankful for that and everyone out there supporting me. But I think for me, that sense of arrival is just going to come when I create a set and I'm completely happy with it you know i think a big thing with artists is we critique our own work sometimes harshly mm-hmm. you know but yeah well, I, I, well there's <laughs> no growth until you you do have that sense of like okay what what could have been done better than the next for the next time right so um, yeah i completely get what you're going for uh when it comes to uh the technical aspects of what you do uh, is is your work on a medium format or is it on a just a regular DSLR or what do you use for for work? So I use a medium format digital uh, Fuji Film GFX one hundred. That's my primary body, um, and then I also shoot on a Sony A seven R three. That's a backup body. Um, but I have noticed just the shift over to medium format was quite noticeable. It opened up a lot for me. Talk to me about that. What, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by it opened it up for you? Um, and I feel like, uh, how do I word this? So it, it's just the way a medium format camera behaves in a way, the way it renders images, they just, they're much more immersive. The the lack of distortion, the color fidelity, the tonality, Mm -hmm. like I could tell an immediate difference in how my lighting rendered on a 16 bit, hundred megapixel file versus how it did on my Sony. Mm -hmm. And it just opened up a lot of, opportunities now it's it's almost the best way i can i can put it is a medium format camera at least a modern day even even medium format film they just render images that are more true to life (laughs) you know and uh, you, you when you look at a photo from one assuming it was shot correctly it it just it feels different it's immersive in a way and that's something I couldn't really get on um, on full frame. But what I would say is, uh, people on the fence between the two, you'll you'll know when you need medium format, and when you get it, you'll fall in love with it. Awesome. Uh, when it comes to lighting, what are you using for lights? Are you using Pro Photos or are you using some other company? 
Uh, to be honest, I just use regular cheap old Flashpoint Explorer 600s. Awesome. And the reason why I use them, other than the fact that they're battery operated, is a lot of my sets get quite messy and I shoot in places that are pretty hectic sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I've dropped lights, I've broken bulbs, and they're cheap to replace. They function just fine. Yep. And, you know, I don't feel bad when <laughs> I have to buy a new one. There you go. So, yeah, yeah it, it's definitely easier to replace a Godox versus a Profoto, no doubt about that. Right. Um, it, it would be totally different if I did studio work. I would probably stick with Ellen Crom or... Pro photo, yeah. brown color, because the lights don't really go anywhere. But um, these are constantly being tossed in and out of cars, raised up over windows, strapped mm. to trees, things like that. So, you know, I think they're durable, and that's that's why I go with them. Cool, man. Awesome. So, so one of the things you have started... Um, is called a cinema experience. Talk to me about that. Yes. Uh, what exactly is that all about? Well, um, the cinema experience, it's a high production hybrid of photography, cinematography, scoring. So it's, in a sense, it's uh, for private clients or for businesses it's a package that they can purchase that includes a high production photo shoot complete with a storyboard similar to my work. Um, now, uh, a short film that brings the photos to life and a custom score audio mixing and surround modeling that in a sense turns your short into something almost theatrical. And, um, at the end, clients will have the opportunity to purchase large canvases, metal prints, uh, as well as have them installed. Everything is marked with a certificate of authenticity. Nice. And it, it, it's just a very all-inclusive photo, video, music kind of package meant for, I guess, the people that wants a little more. So... Um, one of our clients recently, she purchased a cinema experience. She got five album covers taken and mm -hmm. a music video. And then we had our audio engineer also mix and master the song for her. So the applications are pretty um, pretty out there. It's good for business, for branding. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had one client that just wanted one just to hang up on the walls just for fine art, you know. Right. But um, it, it, it's sort of a, in a way, it's, it's a boutique production company in the making, I'd say. Awesome. And you have uh, also something called uh, the... Uh, Shadow District. What is that all about? You're a busy guy. You're, <laughs> you've got all things, kinds of things going on. What's what is yeah. the Shadow District? So, the Shadow District is actually it's just a passion project. Uh, I'm I love nighttime. I love the dark. I love being outside at night. 
it's quiet, it's peaceful. Um, I live in New York, so uh, I hear ambulances, cop cars, and traffic all day. Mm-hmm. And at night, all of that disappears. And for just, you know, a few hours, you can be by yourself under the stars if there are any and just explore and i i kind of started the shadow district as a way to almost relieve stress to keep myself sane you know it's nice to just kind of explore on your own look for vintage neon signs or interesting light patterns at night you know the world just looks different at night and Everyone is busy sleeping, and they don't really experience that. So I stay up till 2 in the morning and chase down neon signs and interesting lights. And it's just time time for myself, you know, in a way. Do you get yeah. ever stopped by cops or anybody else and say, hey, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, clearly oh, in the, the middle time. of the night, you're all the time? Yeah, um... I get stopped. Uh, usually, I'll just show them the back of my camera, and they're like, "Oh, that's cool. Carry on." Or occasionally, uh, I've taken a few risks and shot on maybe like it's a it's a private property in some corporate center or whatever it might be, and they'll ask if you have permission to be here, and I usually don't, so I just say no, but I'll leave. I'm not. I, I don't mean any harm. I'm just taking photos. So it, gotcha. it's, it's something, but um, law enforcement in general, they're they're all good people too. You know, they'll understand if if you explain what you're doing. So right, right. Yeah. Um, for those who are listening, I want you to stop listening to this conversation for this one quick second and go and check out the shadow district on instagram i think your jaw will drop because of the way akash sees the world the way he treats photographs after he's photographed them and i mean it's really truly amazing work um do you sell these as prints uh the photographs you've you've displayed in the shadow district do you have a a print shop of any kind that we can order prints from you? Yeah, I do actually on um, www.theshadowdistrict.com. Um, on there, I sell prints on fine art papers and metals, as well as artist originals, limited editions. Um, and yeah, I have actually quite a few of them on my own walls, and they're they're pretty fun to look at. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Do you, and do you teach people how to do what you do? I mean, is this something that you're thinking of doing or have done already? Um, I've done private one-on-ones, and I do continue to offer those for both portraiture and night work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been considering hosting a live two-day workshop I'm just kind of working out the course material, where I would have it, um, how to get the word out there, you know. But I feel like that's that'll come at some point. I hear you. Oh, uh, that's cool. Uh, you know, having having that as a 
as a goal in the future. It sounds like a really good plan. Um, and tell us a little bit about your next big project. Are you working on anything specific in the future, or are you just continuing with the Shadow District uh, and the cinema experience, or is there anything else that might be in the works? Um, I can't say too much, but I am going to be playing a fairly large role in a feature film, and I'm, I can't really disclose too much oh, about wow. it. But that's that's the next big thing. <laughs> are you good? Okay, are you going to be an actor, or are you going to be something else? Are you doing something else? That's you know, something else. It's on the creative side. On the creative side, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm a horrible actor. Thank you so much for joining awesome. us today. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. This podcast was brought to you by Connecticut Headshots, your first and only choice for professional headshot portraits, business event photography, and personal brand photography. Learn more at ConnecticutHeadshots.com. If you found this podcast useful or enjoyable, would you do me a favor and give it a five-star rating on iTunes? And if you are listening to it on Tiffinbox, please be sure to share the blog post with your friends and family. Everyone is welcome. <laughs>